Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and i'm christmas i mean john i guess i'm easter jd no you can be christmas too oh i christmas, can be christmas, christmas jd christmas. Yeah. i'll be the christmas jd Continuing. can i be the ghost of jd's christmas past we could use a lot more of those these days. True that. And uh, given our suggestion from last week, we've decided to continue our exploration of DC films. And of course, that idea came along with Don and Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast. Unfortunately, Don couldn't make it with us this week, but we do have Ray with us. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, sir. As always, always a pleasure here to be on Superhero Speak talking about some of the best and worst of the DC universe. When you guys gonna like, you want to talk about something good? Every time I'm on here, I'm talking about Hickman. I'm talking about Superman three and four. Come on, guys, give me a, give me a throw me a bone here. I mean, you gave me Batman, but I think we can do it just a little bit better. Okay, we'll do Steel next week. dude it's christmas can we avoid some of the punishment i mean jesus man that's like the punishment so wizard puts me through they never give me anything good either (laughs) well how have you been since uh we last saw you ray how's things in your life super duper getting closer to christmas the the heat is on you know it's quite busy this time of year for what i do and yeah, it's uh, pretty hectic, but uh, we're going to make it through. We're going to see old St. Nick, and then all the kids are going to be happy, and I'll be miserable, and then New Year's will come, and I can just do it all over again. Yippee me. Yep, that's how it goes. How about you, J.D.? What's good week- in your world? I had a good weekend. Um, I had a miserable week. I just had like a rough mental health week, you know. You know, just had a hard time kind of getting going. And then I went away for the weekend. It was actually nice to have a weekend away from the family. We had a coaching. I had a big coaching tournament like the second best tournament in the country kids kids finished fourth we're now we moved we bumped our national ranking from 38 all the way to 20 wow so and i got two kids now ranked in the top 20 in the country we were beating nationally ranked kids over the weekend and man my boys look really really good so that actually uh, that did a lot for me so we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes but I, i had a i had a good weekend i did not watch hawkeye but i did watch batman I didn't I watch Hawkeye for, either, so yes, I forgot we were talking about I Hawkeye. I did, but I completely forgot what happened in it. But we'll get there. <laughs> how, about, how, how about you, John? <laughs> well, as I was saying before, we really started. Like me and a friend are working with a an actual trucker 
who drives around with kittens in a, in the in his cab and we're writing a book about one of the cats that he has and we've got a second draft we're we're finalizing the script and I'm out looking for an artist now so cool. you know did not haven't finished my book yet but I'm damn well going to finish this guy's book apparently <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because so, somebody else had an idea. You just had to help them where you have a hard time getting your ideas in a straight line. Well, also, it's much easier to, for, for me to write as an eight-year-old, apparently. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a certain mindset. I don't know. It's just, you know. So, yeah, everything else is, you know, it's Christmas. Trying to spoil my nephews and my niece, so. Sounds good. How about you? So, JD. Yeah. You and I are now part of a exclusive club you got herpes <laughs> chlamydia right i don't have chlamydia i have herpes no i didn't even think of going that going that route oh my god really herpes isn't the first thing that comes to your head like it does mine strange no. <laughs> yeah why ever not? It's so natural. Why do, we have to carry, why do we have to carry around vaccination cards, but we don't have to carry around cards when we have STDs? You know, that's that's a pretty good risk. Oh, I don't have the STD you know? herpes. I just have like the face herpes. But, oh. I, but I keep Valtrex in the house just in case. It, it could be worse. You could have space herpes. I could have space herpes. I saw you guys made me watch that movie. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Just remember so, that so, when we just remember that when we watch Steel. <laughs> so Dave, where's the infection? Well, the infection's almost gone, but you know the the club of well, I was vaccinated, but I ended up getting COVID anyway. Oh, welcome to the team. We we meet every three weeks and go, what the fuck? So. <laughs> it, this is why I I have 120 rolls of toilet paper in my attic. And I'm living <laughs> off of canned soup. I don't recall. I don't recall COVID giving you explosive diarrhea, John. No, I'm just Omicron came around. I'm like, yeah, yeah, better stock up on the toilet paper again. <laughs> that was madness in 2020. When people thought that, you know, we had this international pandemic that would shut down the world's toilet paper supply. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, well, because that would be the thing that would here, be the I just thought it was like a bad so, chest cold because I was real phlegmy. And are you currently COVID positive or were you COVID positive? Or are should you? Put on, should I we put on our masks? I haven't, I haven't gotten a follow up test yet. So. Ah, but so, so as of right now, you are Schrodinger's COVID? Yes. Oh, uh, God. How that's do you feel? The that's the worst type of COVID. All right, a lot better. Let's put it that way. I couldn't even get out of bed for a couple of days. That's Dude, about it's, what it does. It's, when I caught it, it was like a, a fatigue like I'd never felt before. Yes, that's what it is. That's the worst part of it. It's like, like I can deal with the coughing. I can deal with the mucus, but like just not wanting to get out of bed, not... Like they, they, I've heard la lack of appetite. It's not lack of appetite. It's like, I just don't have the energy to eat. I've never been there in my entire life. So I cannot, I cannot sympathize with that. I, but I get the, the tired thing. I didn't have a choice. Cause I had the five-year-old who also had the COVID and he never slowed down. No. So my ass had to get up with him and just function. But man, I remember, I remember I watered the garden just to get out of the house and I had to take a nap. I was like, I've never been this, I've never been this tired. And I've, you know, I'm a workout junkie. So I'm like, mm, that's yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. My, the one day my girlfriend picked me up. She's like, you just need to get out of the house for a little bit. Well, it's going to take you out for a couple hours. And I'm like, okay. And like, literally we just got a cup of coffee and sat in a car and talk. I went back in the house and I just had to go right to sleep. Is that, like, does, 
Did she have it? You didn't catch it from her, right? You got it from something. No, and she never got it. Hmm. So that's the other weird thing. Has she tested? She works at a school. She gets tested all the time. Oh, okay. My, we'll see when we had it, because Andy and I caught it, and then my wife stayed in a hotel for uh, ten days while we were like, I, I passed the infection five. Another nice thing about being vaccinated. My wife tested positive on day nine after being away from us for nine days. She and she was in a hotel, and she's you know she's super super cautious about this stuff. Yeah. And she didn't she didn't took her it took nine days from the time that I tested negative or positive for the first time for her to get it. So keep an eye. COVID likes to COVID likes to get you. It'll get you when you're not looking. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, because my son got was was feeling sick first. Oh, so you got it from him. Where do you where where do you think he picked it up from? The only thing we could think of was Thanksgiving. Someone yeah. Okay. Someone there had it. So that's that that seems to be the rise in in cases. I have never been so happy to be an introvert. My parents called it in North Carolina when they went down for my daughter's birthday. They caught it down there. And then so now the daughter has it and my parents have it and they're yeah, they're fine. But you know. As long as they don't have long COVID, that you know, then yeah, as long as they're fine. Did did say my wife when she got it? Because like the, she had a rough summer. The weeks before she got it, she caught a shingles outbreak. Like she had a shingles out, like I forget how it went. She had shingles and she was going to the doctor because it was in her eye. And then she wound up getting pink eye with the shingles. Uh, I remember you telling us that. Yeah. Yes. This was a fun, this was a fun summer. And then when we cleared, when she cleared it, she got the shing, she got the COVID and then the COVID knocked the immune system down. So the shingles came back. So that was likes to get you. And she's yeah. still with you. This is not my fault. This is the <laughs> fault of Meridian public schools. We had our kid and that we, we unleashed our kid into the wild for a week. And then we were all COVIDed up. Oh, come on. Just tell us what gypsy woman you insulted. That's all we need to know. Mm-hmm. I wish you had the one from Thinner because I would, you know, <laughs> yeah, lean out a little bit more. Curse you Thinner. Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Beat him. Yep. I'm a Bachman fan. So, Dave, I can tell you're a little bit slower on the draw than usual now that you've mentioned it. Like, yeah, normally we've had like three segues by now. Right. And Dave's like, Dave's I'm like, so- no, no. Uh, I'm actually, I've been thinking like, do we segue into Hawkeye? But you didn't watch Hawkeye, so neither did John. I yeah, and, I like, and Ray I, doesn't I, remember. <laughs> I was I was so intent. I was so intent on watching Batman '89 that me too. You know that was what was on my mind. I'm like I had to watch Batman, yeah. and I was it's, gone all weekend. So yeah. Okay, here, here's the thing though. What, what, episode three just ran, but episode four is going to run in was it nine fifteen? I think or next next week, right? Or tomorrow. Yeah. It comes out on Wednesdays. Right. So tomorrow is episode Wednesday. when's episode four coming out tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow. okay have, have you been without re- regular old school tv for so long you've forgotten how a schedule works yes john, um, john well, you've been trapped you've, in your house for so long you forgot what days are no no here here's my problem <laughs> i i never watched the anime one piece and i i got bored couldn't find anything else to watch and i started watching it that's I'm, a big endeavor i know right i am 84 episodes in and i'm looking out of a thousand list and i'm like i only have 916 (laughs) more episodes to go (laughs) i quit i quit right away because like there's no way i could never find the time to watch a thousand episodes of a show (laughs) and it's only half done that's the crazy thing no right so i can't do it so yeah i mean so yeah the but the thing is that from what i hear and from what, like, literally the Marvel people are saying this, I, I think it's either it's either episode four or five. I forget. One of them is supposed to blow up Twitter. Five. That's all they would I, say. I, I, just, I just read that, that article on the shitter before I came on the show. 
Yeah, episode five is supposed to Epis- blow up. Yeah, right. yeah we'll see. Well, so, if it's what if it's what's if it's what comes out later in these notes, I assume I know what. Yeah, Mephisto, of course, right? I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they have they have pro- we we have been expecting the devil. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. Nice and teaser, that's JD. confirmed. That Dare is we? absolutely confirmed that he is he's going to it has, he's going to play. It has been that that's later in the show, John. But yes, nope. that has in fact been been Feige'd. Mm-hmm. We've got the Feige verification of that. Feigeisms. There's no better than Feige. He's the only There's... one that can avoid those those lawyers from from Disney. He controls the All right. Well, he controls his own contingent, right? All right. Well, you know what else you can't avoid, John? Herpes. Uh, herp- <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd rather have herpes than go to social media madness. Yes. Oh, I have Should... both. It's not fun. What is either. this going to do to the algorithms for our show? <laughs> <laughs> dude can't avoid the herpes must be the episode title this week <laughs> or social media herpes social media herpes that's fair not quite space herpes but pretty close <laughs> all right all right so henry cavill we talked about henry cavill before we've gotten more responses on on that anthony Bourne said where we said he could play either bond or captain britain mm. and anthony Bourne said i want a black actor to play james bond we know that's not going to happen i mean we want it but the way they run it yeah we talked about that before they're trying to keep it to some kind of legacy yeah steve who's at york yorkie steve one said wife says yes husband says maybe next time on swingers um (laughs) (laughs) sorry something about henry cavill and the women and then uh marina zerbert said I would actually go to a theater to see him play Bond. No, you would go. You would go do it as long as there were good writers for whatever he was on. Yeah, I'd go to see to see him too. Let me give you a spoiler about theaters right now. They're awesome because nobody's there. I know, right? This is the time to go to the movies. They're empty, especially if yeah. you go to a matinee. Yeah, like, like the last few movies I've been to, there have been maybe at the most was uh, the last one that I saw the um, Eternals, I think, or. I forget. Anyway, but the last one I went to, there was at at most maybe eight or nine people in the in the audience. Yeah. Huh. The last time I went to the movies was not this past October, but the October before that. And I went and saw a screening of Labyrinth. That was the last time I was at the movie. So I couldn't tell you what it looks like. Mm. Wait a minute. You saw Ghostbusters in the theater, didn't you? Oh, that, that's right. Yeah. That, and and there no. weren't. Oh. Hmm? <laughs> oh, you're talking to John. I thought you were talking oh, to yeah, me. But no, did you see it too? No. I'm no. waiting for a rip. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm not doing anything illegal. I'll see it eventually. The internet provides, as our good friend Joey DiCarlo likes to say. He's correct. I agree. It always yeah, does. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for a Resident Evil uh, thing too. Wait. Yeah. And and you're you're right, Dave. I I I, be, I've, I went to the theater to see Ghostbusters twice. Once myself here, and when I was once in with your nephews. And even even in Connecticut, like there were very few people in the audience besides me and my nephews. You know, I don't know how these movies are making good money. Like I see these that these reasonably respectable big box office scores. And I'm like, where are these people? I haven't seen them. Not number number of times they're showing it and number of theaters they're showing it in. This is an algebra question. Well, no. Yes. Can't because I can't do it if it is. If if Sue is on a train coming your direction at 50 miles an hour. No, see the the thing is, it's like, you know, if you look like I just I just went to see if there were any movies I wanted to see the next couple of weeks. There's nothing there. Ghostbusters is still playing. So like there's there's not right. that ma- there's not as many movies out as we're like used to. 
So yeah, they're so that's a funny thing. The bigger movies are staying longer, kind of like, like the old they days. used to. Yeah. Yep. And they'll have them on multiple screens longer, so more people it could be spread out and not mm. be overcrowded in the theater. Yep. yep. Of course, we talked about Moon Knight, the first look we got coming to Disney Plus, and the ODPH podcast said. On board with this, curious how it plays out being on Disney Plus show instead of Hulu. He's got a good point. Maybe it's not going to be quite as violent as it probably should. Although I saw, did you guys see the floating video of Oscar Isaacs doing some, you know, hand, like training hand combat and stuff? No, no. no. Oh, shit. I should have tagged you, David. I usually do. They look cool. Look violent. He was pretending to stab people. So, you know. Well, huh. if, you, if you think about it, if they do bring a certain, you know, horned guy, horned guy in here, you know, it, it, after after Star Fox, yeah, oh, yeah. I think he's like a- horny. Yeah, Af- after his stint on on Netflix, it's going to be hard to follow up with his usual fighting style, right? Twas violent. Twas violent. <coughs> and then finally, I had to mention this as a big thank you to our, apparently our number one fan, Mark Kellis Reagans from the So Wizard podcast. Marky Mark posted this on his Twitter. To my number one podcast of 2021, Superhero Speak. Despite your hot takes on MOT Revelations. Masters of the Universe Universe Revelations. Revelations And Ghostbusters Afterlife. Thank you for being me company on Spotify all year long. Marky Mark, I just got that. It's been four years and that just settled in on me. By the way, Dave, everyone's saying the second part of Masters of the Universe Revelations is actually really good. Damn, I forgot it came out. Damn it, there's another thing I have to watch. I'm hearing nothing but good things now. I guess I should watch it. So they actually redeem themselves after after the first part? I got an email from a from a person who will go nameless saying, did your co-host watch the second part ellipses? Hmm. And I said, I hasn't come up in conversation. I will ask. So hmm. Hmm. I wonder who that could have been. I have no idea. It's like I said, it's uh, under the cloak of night. So maybe check it out. Now that you got the COVID and got nothing better to do. Perhaps you should <laughs> perhaps you should finish that up. See that or I've got a really nice long anime that will you know keep you busy for a while. <laughs> Dude, a thousand episodes of anime of anything is too much. Yeah, that's not that's not keeping you busy. That's commending your that's rest a, of your life. That's a job. It's not it's not just a thousand episodes. It's that every single person in the show has a horrible backstory. Even the animals have horrible backstory. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so anyway how, how long is each episode about, oh, about 25 yeah yeah what 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 ray said 24 or 25 minutes right yeah about that yeah including credits yeah it's about 25 hey, have you seen the whole thing hell no oh, okay that's a marriage that, that's a, <laughs> a very large commitment that i can't do that I'm well sorry. i have no girlfriend so i get the cliff notes i know what's going on i'm good but Nope, I ain't watching it. Nope, I do the same thing with the the Dragon Ball Super manga. Like, I'm not buying it, but I know what's going on. See, I, all right, I, I've seen all of Dragon Ball. I've seen all of Naruto. I just I have to finish the Holy Trinity and 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 do One Piece. I mean, all right. I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Naruto. Naruto is the Holy Trinity of what? Not Naruto. Awfully Drag- voiced anime of 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 like. The, the biggest animes now it's i mean of the biggest most mainstream animes dragon ball naruto the last of the last maybe 20 years yeah mm. i mean you could you could there's also things for sailor moon and macross and you know you, you name it but i hate to change the topic this didn't make our list today but you guys hear about george perez no what what happened? Did, what's what wrong with him now 
pancreatic cancer, six months to God live. Damn it, man. Seriously? Mm-hmm. And I announced it today. Man, that guy's got a. It's just one thing after another with this poor guy, man. I know. I know. He's, and he's, he's the nicest person, one of the nicest. Oh, uh, yeah. We've met. met him, right? Yeah. I've I met swear him a couple talked to him a couple times. I don't know if I've ever interviewed him for the show, but I've met, met, talked to him at Con quite a few times. God damn it. Yeah. Was Bummer. It, it wasn't that long ago he retired. No, maybe a year because he lost depth. He lost the eye and the, the depth perception was all gone. I want to say it was like a year or so ago. Yeah. 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 Pancreatic like right, like right around, right around when COVID hit, I think is when it, when all that went down with his eyesight and all that. Mm-hmm. So about a year and a half. Okay. So now, now this, it's um pretty shitty, man. Way to bring the show down. That's yeah. what I do. That's what I do. I killed the show. Oh. Well, since I mean, we're a comic, we're a comic podcast. I mean, we have to, we can't not talk about it. That's you true. know, since JD brought the show down, here's our good friend D Square to tell you how you can follow us on social media and be part of social media madness. Maybe you can make us happy again. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Here, here, D-Squared voice makes it happy. Thanks for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And, Ray, while you're here, wanted to tell the people where they can find the Gorilla Brain podcast. Uh, The Gorilla Brain podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you catch a podcast. Let's see. I recently just did an episode on Resident Evil. That was a lot of fun doing the uh, the commentary thing. I think it's kind of my shtick now. I kind of really enjoy doing that. So I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Gorilla Brain Podcast. On Twitch at 8 Ray. Uh, you can also catch me on YouTube. Funny enough, I'm trying to do both 8 Ray. So yeah, get at me and support small streamers and uh, content creators. Back to you, Dave. Hmm. Did, did I cool. did I do the Mark Ellis right? Did I do the Mark Ellis right? I, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's our biggest fan. <laughs> our? I guess you're part of the team now. So welcome aboard. Hey, nice. All right. Well, on that note, boys and girls, we'll take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be so I did that once during a commercial break and John was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And I'm like, this is proof that you never listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Boys and girls, we're back and got a few things to talk about. The first is the big one. 
it has been announced that Tom Holland is not going anywhere anytime soon as Spider-Man. Hey. Fuck. Yay. Balance it out. He's, he's Balance. Can we get rid of can we like, just get Andrew Garfield back or or Toby Maguire permanently? Can, Andrew can Garfield. I don't care. It's like forty. Any, anybody but Tom Holland, please. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Go get the Japanese Spider Man. I don't care. Get me anybody but Holland. They really should do something with the Japanese Spider Man. That would be really? cool. Like in in this across the across the Spider Verse, which by the way that trailer premiered this premiered this week. Not bad. That yeah. would be cool if they brought the Japanese Spider Man in. Just saying that to manifest it into existence. Get, get, get the guy who played Spider-Man in the Electric Company in the seventies. <sighs> yeah, so Morgan, said, wasn't that Morgan Freeman? <laughs> no, so, it couldn't. I'm, be. I'm, no, I'm kidding. Morgan Freeman was on the Electric Company, though. It was Bill Murray. And I think so, it was Bill Murray. No, I don't. no, I think there's something stupid like that. Bill Murray was something in some kids' show. I have to look this up now. Continue. Is it, is it Amy Pascal? Yes. So, yeah, she said there's wants to do three more. She has planned three more Marvel, Sony, Spider-Man movies and uh, MCU movies. So I'm like, does that mean that his story doesn't obviously doesn't end at No Way Home? But no, it's going to end at Maximum Carnage when they bring Venom, Carnage and Shriek and everybody else back over here from the Sony verse. And then we get this big giant universe that we that no one asked for. And then Jared Leto is going to pop up as Morbius and ruin my life. And and then just it's going to be terrible. That's probably going to happen. He what, said that, it, that he's going to ruin his life. That, I posted that on Twitter the other day. He said, now that, you know, the multiverse is open, anything is possible. No, I don't want it to be possible. No, your Joker is not possible. <laughs> just, just, just like Danny Rand isn't coming back. I mean, you know, there are certain things that are just not going to happen. <laughs> if, it, if it all boils into a Midnight Suns movie, like if Morbius leads to Ghost Rider and Blade, and then we get a Midnight Suns movie. I'm all about it, but well, we know like Blade it. is in because right. because his voice was the last thing you hear in the Eternals movie. Yeah, Blade's in. We have Ronnie Race in Agents of Shield, right? Yeah, and then we got Morbius, Jared Leto. <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty close to a Midnight Suns movie. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Do you think Jared Leto would be better as Morbius though than he was as Joker? Yes, be, couldn't be worse. Yep. Yeah, nah, it's true. could not be worse at all. True that. True that. <laughs> <I'm jiggy. laughs> so, so obviously Ray is not excited about. Welcome to 1993 on the podcast. <laughs> so obviously Ray is not excited for three more Tom Holland movies. No, I am. I am. I'm looking forward to. It. I was about to say, yeah. are you guys like, excited? Okay. I like the kids. Right. So three fine. against one. The movies are fine. Tom Holland, I just want to headbutt his fucking face. I, I don't like him. I don't like his Peter Parker. I don't like his Spider-Man. I don't like his voice. Although he can dance his ass off in that lip sync battle he did. I do That's true. That mm, that's true. Yeah. He really And he's dating one. Zendaya too. So that is also true. Wow. He's Good on him. And then he's doing Uncharted. He's got Uncharted coming out and he's gonna fuck that up for me too. <laughs> no, that that that's not I you know, Uncharted. I, I don't know about that movie. Like that, that won't be his fault. I think yes, it that's, will. I think that's going to be the script in the direction. Wait, wait, who made that movie? Was it Sony? I think Universal. So. Is it uh, Universal? Okay. Is it Universal? So. Yeah. Hmm. Well, then I have a little bit more faith then, but I still don't like Tom Holland. I don't like his, I just don't like or, his spider. Or, or is it, it might be Sony. Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it so? Uh, well, yeah, day. because that's, that's who's got his, that's who's got Tom's contracts now, right? Like, 
it's not the 40s you aren't locked to a studio for life i know but apparently like if anybody could break out of a studio it would be him and yet he seems to be like all over them although i i would also put forth that the only reason we're getting three more spider-man movies with him in it is because of tom holland because sony would screw that up somehow yeah either that or it's just you know you know we're, this is making us a lot of money we like money we should make more money how about we keep doing the thing that's making us money though so he did recently come out and say he didn't see himself playing mm-hmm. spider-man in his 30s good bye he's uh, getting close once we get a couple more years so we should get three more movies and then he's done and sony will screw it up and we'll find another spider-man mr stark i don't feel so good <laughs> oh god that sticks in my head i hate that line it's the worst line in the entire MCU. I hate it. Erase okay. it. Okay. We are getting all views today. Mm-hmm. I like the hot takes. We don't get hot takes like this this hot. I think why, why you bring me on. I dig it. It's different. Just, just a natural angry person. I'm angry too, but I've, I can't. I'm trying to see That's point of view. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I'm old. I mean, you know, yeah, it's hard for you're me the to get, You're the get off my lawn angry. Yes, he is. I'm the yell at a cloud angry. Yes. <laughs> You're the you're the I'm gonna watch one thousand episodes of One Piece angry. No, that's just crazy. That's not <laughs> angry after I finish and realize how much of my life I wasted. Hand in hand. <laughs> it's not a yep. waste if you enjoyed it. If you're miserable watching it, then well, that's a different story. True. True this. Well, you're definitely gonna get franchise fatigue. You're gonna have to take a break. So that's gonna further extend the time period that you have to watch One Piece. So I set a goal. I'm going to watch One Piece. It's going to take a whole year. It's going to take about two because you're going to have to take breaks in between or you're going to get burnout. Any palate cleansers like, you know, Sailor Moon or something. But, you know, the devil's in the details. Dang. All right. <laughs> well, and then the other thing before we get to the devil was the Across the Spider-Verse trailer was released or teaser. And it's hey, picking hey, up right where it left hey, off. Hey. Huh? It, it's picking up right where it left off. The, the first movie. It's like not picking right, up right there. No, it's not. It's actually, if you look at the two Miles, Miles has aged. It's been like a year. Yes. I, th- I thought he looked a little bit different. He, he, had, he had that that hiccup effect. Puberty. Like, for, from the uh, How to Train Your Dragon <laughs> things. For each movie, he aged a lot more. But I, I it just, it's, it, it, I don't know. I skipped through it pretty quickly. And it was, it, it, I mean, it was this, you, you ended with the exact same scene as, it started with the exact same scene as it as the first movie ended. It did. It did. So, but um, and we also get Miguel O'Hara, the Spider-Man of 2099. That's the best part. That was I the after, agree. That was the after credit scene of the uh, the first one, right? Loved it. Loved yeah. it. it. Looks like we're bringing them in. I love that character. So I'm super fired up for it. That will be cool. Yeah. So that's all we know so far is Spider-Man. Did anybody actually, did anybody actually read the 2099 comics? I read that one. I was 12. I didn't know any better. <laughs> So they had Doom 2099, they had Venom 2099, they had Ghost Rider, uh, X-Men, X-Men. Yeah, Ghost Rider, Punisher. Uh, and they had an original book called Ravage that written by Stanley that nobody actually read that one. Was that the one where Cyclops was in the future? No, this was a completely original character that they just uh, stuck there as a marketing gimmick. It didn't uh, work. <laughs> wasn't they aren't the the peter david Ricklin and already spider-man 29 stuff is actually pretty fun and i think it's aged decently for mid 90s for early 90s material because you know peter david's awesome but uh, yeah i enjoyed i enjoy the character i enjoy the premise there was also a hulk 2099 there was he was yeah but i don't know anybody that actually read them 
Like I, I collected the one? Doom 2099 comics as a kid because I love Doctor Doom, but I don't remember any story in particular that blew my mind. They were just there. It was well, just it was, like, that was comics in the early 90s, though. Like the stories, you really don't go for the stories. You go for no. everything else but the stories. Yeah. You, you go for the, the fancy foil covers and mm-hmm. the sparkles and the... I remember this stupid comic. What was it called? Eclipso that had a stupid gem. Oh, yeah, yeah, it had a gem oh, in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But you couldn't put that thing in a bagging board to save your life because it would pop through. It was terrible. <laughs> Talk about shitty storylines. That one was bad. <laughs> but of all the 2099 characters, I think Miguel O'Hare is the only one that's been used over and over again. Because yeah. he's the only good one. Yeah. That would be why. He's the only yeah. one that was halfway decently written. And, mm-hmm. and I think he had the longest run because X-Men 2099, that was cut. Doom 2099 ends in 24 comics, I believe it is. Hulk ends in eight. And I wow. think... Uh, yeah, and the uh, Punisher went maybe fifteen. It, it was not. It was not meant for this world. <laughs> this is this is also the beginning of the image revolution stuff when they're like dominating the charts. And Marvel's yeah, just cranking shit out. Right, it's just cranking like the the, the they got to keep making widgets, and that's really what comics felt like in this era. So definitely, I, I, am I the only one who's like waiting for something to drop that tells us that? the Spider-Verse stuff is going to tie in with the MCU somehow? I don't see how. Why not? The multiverse is open. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, why well, can't... That's what it can't. is. Every Spider-Man from the Spider-Verse is in No Way Home. There you go. There's your spoiler. Every every one of them. Even, even Spider-Pig. Yep. You know, it would be fun if, if we did get a Miles or a Spider-Ham show up. I would be that fine would, with that. That would be good. Yeah, We, we had Miles, didn't we? Didn't we have Miles in the, the second? His one? his uncle, right? We had his oh, uncle. Yeah. uncle. Yeah. Donald Glover played his uncle, the future mm-hmm. prowler. Yeah. I forgot about that, by the way. Hmm. So did yeah, I, and I, I watched it once. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Dave? You looking forward to this movie? Yes. Oh, dynamite dropping. <laughs> I have a. Uh, I have to redeem myself for the last one. What do you mean? Remember, I said I liked it, but I don't like Spider Gwen, so got people got on my case. About oh, that's that. right, I forgot oh. about that. All right, okay. Yes, yes. I'll take so. Spider Gwen over Gwenpool any day. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. I agree one hundred percent. Gwenpool is everything Dave claims Spider Gwen is. Gwenpool, <laughs> like Gwenpool, is the egregious, is super egregious. Gwenpool. Yeah, Deadpool with Gwen Stacy with a crazy Gwen Stacy. Is that mm-hmm. actually a thing that's that not is just a cosplay? That, no, that is a thing. Oh my god, why? that exists and has existed for probably five, six years now. Why? Wait, why do you think to sell books? <sighs> yes, did it actually sell? No, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah, it's so weird. So, you know, it's not weird. Something that we all know is coming and has been confirmed by the great Kevin Feige. That Charlie Cox will be returning as Daredevil to the <gasps> MCU. The shock. the shock. That opens the door for other stuff. But where and when is yet to be seen. So. Does this mean I get a season three of Iron Fist? No. Did we get a season two of Iron Fist? Yeah. yeah. Did I erase that from my memory? I think I did. did. I think most people did. In, yep. in fact, I think reality is trying to re- erase reality. I men and blacked it from my memory. It was like, I Y'all don't remember, remember a thing. Defenders and they completely botched it, but it had a uh, Sigourney Weaver and you were like, yay. Do you remember when they gave us a giant dragon, but they were like, nah, it's just the bones. <laughs> That's not Fing Fang Foom. I remember yeah. being like, I was promised a dragon. And then Danny had the guns at the end of season two. 
I have no memory of this whatsoever. Yes, yeah, he had the he had the guns, and what's her name had the had had a sword, and it was just like, what is even happening? And then it ends. Yeah, Colleen like, had the the Iron Fist power, and Danny had the guns and could use. I, I remember Luke Cage season two. It ends with Luke Cage taking over for Cottonmouth, and now he's the villain. Now he's in charge of the of the crime. Yes, yeah, stuff. And well, then it ended, and we're like, oh, yeah, well, that's not do a Luke Cage. There was season two. There was season two of the cage that I remember because it was actually pretty good. Yes, huh. and it left it at a place where like you need a season three, right? And then and then they said, "No, Jeff Loeb, you're done with this job. No more TV for you." Well, and then Mike, we've been hanging here since chick, like 2015. Who was the chick that got the show? I can I can't remember her name. What's that? Huh? The ch- the chick that got the show. Wow. Oh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Did yeah. I get a season two? That did that get is, a season two. That has season three. Oh. That got a season three. I thought it was, didn't it have a season three? I thought it had. A Man, all I'm gonna I'm gonna say is the second and third seasons of all these shows except Daredevil do nothing to stick out in the memory. Apparently, well, you see that's the thing though. Yeah, she she, she had three seasons too. Um, I have no memory of season three. She, you, I don't know. I think her, she was good as Jessica Jones though. She was, and yeah. and with Marvel's writing writers, they could do something with that. They could also do. They can definitely do something with Daredevil. They should bring Punisher back. Mike Coulter has already said he's not going to come back as Luke Cage, I think. Why? What, was he not happy? I he's really no good. Idea. Oh, yeah. No, he'd be perfect. He could be. They could, everybody can come back except Iron Fist. Yeah, that wasn't good. He, he, even with good writing, I don't think they could make him a good character. What, see, what started out as a joke has now devolved into there are seasons of shows I haven't I haven't seen. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't remember season two of Iron Fist. I don't remember season three of Jessica Jones. I have zero memory of that. Is there a season two of Defenders? I need no. to know. No, 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 oh. no, oh, because well. that that fell. I don't know. It wasn't that bad, but it, it wasn't it that fell, bad. But flat. it did fell. It did fall fall flat a little bit. It did give yeah. us the Iron Fist so, and 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 was it the Luke Iron Cage. Fist and Luke Cage, right? And Power Man that we yeah. expected. That could have. We got Electra. We did get Electra. Yeah. yeah. But the pacing for that show was just completely off the rails. Like it would, it would like go a hundred miles an hour and then completely stop. And then, and then they go hundred miles an hour and then stop. And then just, they sit in the restaurant. Yeah. The restaurant yeah. episodes. It's like that scene in it where they get all the, the fortune cookies, but not as interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I, at least we know that, I mean, Charlie Cox is coming back. Vincent D'Onofrio I mean, no, I'm not watching. He's gonna be in Hawkeye. You, know. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Because there's, I've already, I haven't seen the show, but I have heard, and I'm sound like John doing this right now, but I'll, I'll embrace it. That <clears throat> Electra, or I'm sorry, Maya Lopez Echo. There's like a, they're kind of hinting around that her uncle is the kingpin, which is comics accurate. Well, one of the scenes they've already showed is some some large guy in a white suit walking towards her, and they only show the bottom half, and. It sounded a lot like Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, he's so great. He was so great as Kingpin that whatever makes that happen again, I'm on board for. Oh, yeah. Like those two were like him and Charlie Cox were absolutely perfect. That if nothing else good came from Marvel TV, we got that. Yeah, their end fight scene in season one was great. It was great. It was a great total payout. I loved it. I loved the three seasons of Daredevil. I thought they were really good. There were three. No, I'm kidding. I know. (laughs) That one, I remember three seasons. Now. You bring, those, you bring those two into the MCU. Do you retell the origins or you just accept? No, you happened? put you put the shows on Disney Plus and they're all there. That's the genius yep. of it all. 
Yeah. You can't. You can't. It's just too, too not violent for Disney. No, we can Ultra put it on. Violent. There's plenty, there's plenty violent. of violent stuff. That put just, put, just put Iron Fist on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, because that wasn't yeah. really violent. The only violence to that was your brain. <laughs> yep. I think there's got to be some violent TV that's on some of the Disney+. Plus. Stuff, no, they'll right? toss it on Hulu. They'll do yeah, what they did with Modoc and just toss it. That's why they're. That's why they have Deadpool streaming on Hulu and not mm. on Disney Plus. Well, streaming anything, Hulu. Yeah, anything that's ultra violent or just not up to their standards or whatever, they're just going to toss it on Hulu. They own it. Why not? I don't think you have to do the origin of Daredevil again because, like, yeah. I think everybody knows who's watching it. Like, it's not going to be like he shows them someone's like, "Who's that? Who's that guy? What's going on?" You know. Well, with everything going on with the TVA and 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 the multiverse and everything. You could just say, and with what's happening in uh, Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home, you could just say that their universe is now part of ours. But John, that, that's the thing, though, is that the original, the Marvel TV universe was supposed to be the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, right? yeah no, and they and it was initially tied. I mean, the, right. the and very then, first scene of Jessica Jones was, here's an apartment, and it wasn't affected by the... Yeah, Daredevil, know, Daredevil 2, they talked about the, the post-event, I forget what they called it, the incident or something like that. Yeah. They talked about the invasion. Like, this all was supposed to be in the same universe. And then Feige's like, get Jeff Loeb out of here. I don't want to talk to this person. So, yeah, but they never, they never name-dropped. They level. never did name drop. It was always like walk, yeah. like like tiptoeing around things. Yeah, yeah. the incident and you know or, no, news articles up on the wall and you know things that happen in New York and you know. So. Yeah, it's it's never out and out stated, but it's supposed to be. But they did mention the Chitari by name because those were the did weapons they? that they those were in in Luke Cage season two. Those were the weapons they were using to penetrate. You're right. You're 100 right. Those were the Chitari weapons. I forgot about that. Huh. Hmm. Huh. And yeah. I mean, it could be that they were sold to him by Vulture's crew. So it all works yeah. together. It's mm-hmm. all connected. There you go. Hey, Dave's still here. Hey, buddy. Am I? It's no. okay. Dave's not feeling we, well. We are getting quarter speed Dave today. Yeah, but that's <laughs> fine. All that's right. Keep going. Well, that's uh, all the news we have to talk about. So we're going to take our last commercial break and be right back with our main topic. If she's still coming over when you got the COVID, she's a keeper. <laughs> That's dedication. Yes. After these messages, we'll be right back. How to determine if it's true love. My wife cleans my cauliflower ears because they don't bend, right? They just, we can't really see. See, they don't really mm-hmm. bend and stuff gets stuck in them. So she, she cleans my ears. Wow. True uh, love. True love. Normally you got to pay for things like that. Right. All right, everyone, we're back. We're here to talk about our name, our main topic of the evening. And that is, of course, is the phenomenon that was Batman 89. And I'm going to start off with, do you remember when this movie came out? Vividly. Yeah, I was four years old. I remember everything. (laughs) God, I'm old. (laughs) I was nine, and I remember, like, basing my summer around it. I remember... I remember standing in line at the Naugatuck Valley Mall in Waterbury, Connecticut. That mall does no, long, no longer exist. In fact, it, it, they raised it to the ground and built like offices or something on top of it decades ago. <laughs> but but I rem- it's, it's, the first, it's, it's the first movie I remember where there were very long lines and like it was, you know, packed and you had to wait for like two hours in line to get in. Yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad taking my brother and I to the mall same thing mall 
And uh, June 23rd, 89, I'll never forget that. And it was like, there was a feeling in the theater that as a kid, I'd never experienced that kind of an anticipation or that kind of energy in a place before to the point, like, I remember the screen goes when the trailer ends and like, you know, you hear that, that dark, slightly dark, that's like darker Warner brothers logo on the don't and the crowd. I remember this vividly, the crowd literally erupted in applause before the movie even started. Yeah. And, and the only, I mean, the only movie I yeah. remember that, that kind of feeling from before that, before Batman was Superman, you know, but, but yeah, Danny Elfman did the score. It's, who's Elfman, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, memorable score. Like that's, that's yet another composer where if you hear any of his work, you probably remember the movies you're, you saw it from. And, uh, you know, they use that same score in Batman, the animated series. So it's pretty much ingrained in, in nerd culture and nerd memory. So. I mean, it's funny cause I was 15, a comic book nerd and you know, my friends were comic book nerds. So like we were the target audience but yet it was weird because we're excited for this movie and we've been talking about it. And of course, we're all worried about Michael Keaton and blah, blah, blah. But we're like, also like regular people are talking about this movie. It's weird, you know, and, you know, they're talking about it on the news and on all this stuff. Like we knew it was something more than just a movie. And then and then we saw it. And yeah, it was uh, the best portrayal of Batman in cinema up to that point. <laughs> Well, I mean, Batman and Robin hadn't been made yet, you know? No, no, what I'm saying, like, <laughs> that's the other thing, like, because people look back on it, and they're like, oh, it's kind of hokey. I'm like, yeah, but what we had before that was Adam West. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'll say this right now. I think all art should be viewed in the time, the context in which it was created, right? And in 1989, this was as serious as a comic book movie kind of got. Like, if you look at the tone of action movies in general in the 1980s, they're all very kind of tongue-in-cheek, and this one's far less tongue-in-cheek than like your average marnold movie goes you know can can i can i just say that this was way better than i remember and i I'm, i've been spending all day trying to think of why and the only thing i can come up with is that the later movies got so bad that it all got tangled up in my brain as to how hokey everything was but you're i'm watching this movie is like way better than i remember like, you know, it's still, it stands up pretty well. It's, there's not the, uh, a very subtle use of what, what they call du Dutch angles or. Um, well, Bur Burton doesn't do that. Burton doesn't cant his angles very much. You know, right. it's more, it's more about ambiance and atmosphere. Right. You and, know? and it, you know, whereas the later ones are like, you know, it's all like, you know, all skewed and everything. And because Schumacher just... does, because Schumacher does like his Dutch angles and his neons, you know, they're very, they're the, the four of these movies are, two of these four movies are very different you know yeah yeah they don't but, have but the this, same feel at all but this one took its time i mean it, it it the characters were given time to breathe they did stuff outside of you know they, they the the plot didn't meander but it it progressed slowly it gave you time to you know listen and watch the characters and learn who the characters were like unlike the later movies where it was just all glitz and and explosions and you know from from so, action to action to action so it's like this i i was really surprised at how much i i still like this one me there's too i like it there's an aspect of this movie that a lot of people don't i don't i've never heard people talk about it's actually a very different take on bruce wayne than and i'm not talking about michael keaton's yes. absent-mindedness of him being like acting stupid to like whatever it's 
the public doesn't know who he is. Yeah, and, yeah. Bruce Wayne is not a playboy. He's very much a, a, a Howard Hughes, right? Yes. He's more mm-hmm. like aloof and like, you know, just kind of set off. Whereas like, you know, um, like Warren Buffett, it's opposed to Elon Musk. If we're yeah. talking billionaires, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But I mean, he's the son of the, you know, the Waynes and like, that's, he's always famous even in the comics, you know, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this like, they, like they didn't, they didn't know his parents. Like you were saying, they, like they didn't know his parents had been murdered. Right. Like I also, that's always in the consciousness of the other continuities. It's just right. And I also think they did that on purpose for the story. So Vicki Vale can learn about mm-hmm. him. It's a good way to, it's a good way to reveal the origin without right, starting right. with the origin. Well, this is also a Burton movie, right? So every Burton movie, the protagonist is going to be an outsider, right? A guy who doesn't quite fit into the world. And even with a, a billionaire superhero, the best way to do it is to be a guy who's ostracized, you know, who doesn't really fit. And that's this Bruce Wayne. You can say he's, he is aloof. He is awkward, even though he's, you know, Michael Keaton. And, but he still kind of doesn't fit in his own skin. Right. Mm. That's that's the this is definitely Tim Burton's Batman. And that's one of the ways you really feel it. But we never not, had we never had a Batman slept upside down either until it, this. It's it's so not as Tim Burton as you expect, though, you know? No, because this is this is Tim Burton becoming Tim Burton, right? Yeah. Batman for Batman Returns is is really Tim Burton's Batman. Yes. This yes, is it. like Tim Burton still finding himself as a director. This is his third feature, right? And his first time really working with studio money. So this is Tim Burton playing nice, you know? I mean, it still had its Tim Burton. Oh, it did. It's still, it's still a Tim Burton film, clearly. But it's definitely Tim Burton playing nice with the studio thing and not just being Tim Burton. Right. I'm all for avant-garde, but if he played nice with the studios, just a little bit, not not completely, but if he played just a little bit, like, he would be so much bigger than he is. What do you like, mean? He would have more range. I, I mean... I, what do you mean? I, like I get, I get like you know Tim. If you if you give Tim Burton a a wheelbarrow full of money and say go for it, you will get stuff like Corpse Bride and um, you can also get stuff like Mars uh, Attacks. Yes, right, exactly. I mean, but the thing if 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 you if he just played a little bit nicer, I mean, if this is what it is for him to play, you know, play nice with with a studio or something or with other writers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, this this. I would go see everything. I mean, this, this again, like I I'm floored at how, how different this is than my actual memory. And I don't it's not because that, I'm old. My memory's playing gone. very nice because they didn't even want Michael Keaton as uh, Batman. No, this is, this is as nice yeah. as Tim Burton plays it is what I'm saying. Oh, well, he but had to fight. He had to fight to get Keaton. In. Correct. And he, and he was right. Stigma from Beetlejuice, yeah. you know, being, you know, somewhat psychotic. And he was also Mr. Mom, which was the public consciousness of him. Like, that's his biggest movie. In 1989, his biggest film to date is Mr. Mom. And, you know, that was what people thought about it. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Jack Nicholson giving us... Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Giving us Jack Nicholson. But that's why you cast Jack Nicholson, right? Same reason you casted Gene Hackman as Luthor. Like, Gene Hackman is Luthor's Gene Hackman, right? It's Gene Hackman chewing on some scenery. This Mm -hmm. is... Jack Nicholson. It's like when you put Jack Nicholson in The Shining. It's the reason Stephen King hates The Shining. It's nothing to do with Kubrick's actual like film. It's all Jack Nicholson. You know, you, put- uh, you know, King still badmouths uh, Kubrick even in uh, the, the, yeah. back, the back of Doctor Sleep mm-hmm. in the afternoon. He's still bashing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. it's like, dude, it's been like forty years. Let it go. 
but that's like the shining is like the one is probably one of his most personal works because jack torrance is basically king like it's him working through his issues like jack torrent like Stephen like jack torrance is stephen king on a really bad day and like his whole thing was was in the king in king's the shining this is what you come to this batman podcast right for stephen king analysis in bat and <laughs> in, in in king's shining jack is possessed by the house jack is a good guy and who wa- he wants to be a good person but he hasn't been right and the house the ghosts of the house literally push him to the dark side when you put jack nicholson in this movie you're getting Jack Nicholson. Like he's from, from the opening credits, you're like, this is a bad dude. And it just, the house like furthers him along. And he might not, the house might not even be alive in this movie. It might all be Jack being crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. very, they're very different. They're very different. It's the same material with completely different takes on it. Well, and we, and we got a, a origin story for Joker. Yet another, uh, one of the first ones, I guess. Probably the first one. Yeah. Since the uh, since the Red Hood thing, the yeah, I, Hood I, I always like what Joker said in that Legends of the Dark Knight fifty, the one with the Cheshire Cat on the cover and all. He said, "I don't like origins. I like it to be multiple choice." Malin Moore, it's one of the yeah, yeah great yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. I, I just prefer that. Like, I get to pick what I want to be. You know, do I want it to be Jack Frost, whatever his name was? I can't remember his name. Jack Napier. It, yeah, Jack. Why did I say Jack Frost? What <laughs> Disney? No. It, it's much winter movies lately. yeah <laughs> wait wasn't but, uh, jack frost a michael keaton movie yes oh, yes, yes it, it was. was you're right you're right and it was also one of the best horror movies ever yes made. yes it was <laughs> where shannon elizabeth gets raped in the, in the shower by a snowman with a carrot dick okay this, moving on this is accurate this is batman 89 this is batman 89 <laughs> Well, let's see who else was in there. Billy D. Williams was in there being Billy D. Williams. The real shame of that <laughs> is that Billy D. took that role knowing that he would be Two-Face and he never got the chance That's, to be Two-Face. Yeah. They're, they're doing that in the Batman 89 comic right now. And I haven't read it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it going to the app so I can catch up on it. Because I just, I love the idea. Like, I think he would have been awesome as a Two-Face. <clears throat> Yeah, he yeah. was signed on for Batman Returns to be Two Face, in that right? Yes, and it never. The story is that the Max Shrek character from Batman Returns was initially Harvey Dent, and then things, you know, film studio stuff, and it wound up with we wound up with Christopher Walken, who was Walken. in a Stephen King adaptation of The Dead Zone. Well, at, at least then you got to see Christopher Walken try to out carry Jim Carrey. So, <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's never compare. Let's never compare Christopher Walken to Jim Carrey. I, 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 no, no, I no, no, no. Tommy Lee Jones. You're thinking of Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's right. Christopher Walken was the other guy. All right. He was Man, Max Shrek. Yeah. I'll have to watch, I'll have to watch the rewatch those again. Right. Don't now. worry, so John. Catwoman. Uh, Don't worry, John. We're going to. Yeah. Oh, no. Because Returns no. is better than 89. Uh, <laughs> that's a bold statement. And I have not watched Returns in a while. So I'm looking forward to, 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 I'm, I'm going to want to watch it with some new eyes. Having you I, I am, say that. I am I am very interested to see if that one is is better than what I remember too. Um, and it's a Christmas movie, so get it is a Christmas movie. Oh, wait, but that has the penguin, right? That does have the yeah. penguin. Oh no, no, it's not as it's it's just as bad as I remember. <laughs> no, like, dude, it's nothing but Danny DeVito cracking dirty jokes and in, and in a and, movie for twelve year olds and biting somebody's yes. nose off if I remember. And, bite, and biting a lot of fish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Exactly. Through and through. Lipper trick. With, with the giant emperor penguins you that know, is that is that is tim burton a giant rubber ducky and some uh, emperor penguins with some rockets mm-hmm. it, it would have lost nothing if it was animated <laughs> you, you, know, know, it's a, a, 
you know it's a Tim Burton movie in Batman Returns in the first 30 seconds of the movie. 100%. Yeah, when you see sure. Paul yeah, Rubens. Yes. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Once you see him drinking the, the wine at the glass on Christmas Day, man, you it's it's like Edward Scissorhands made it in the Batman. It's Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. That is the most that this is a Tim Burton film. That is like the Tim Burton film. <laughs> Watch it again, John. Hmm? Watch it again. Uh, well, apparently we're going to be forced to. So. Hey. Uh, but uh, we haven't mentioned Kim Basinger. So who would? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I love her Kim... performance in Eight Mile. I've never seen that movie. Huh. She was good. She was a good slut trailer park trash. She was very good at her role. <laughs> I think she, she was. Good. I think she was good. She was good in the first time. The first time you see her in Eight Mile, she's riding a dick in the darkness, and you're like Kim Basinger. That's my Batman's girlfriend right there. I have seen Nine and a Half Weeks, so I get where you're coming from. That's what it changed. Uh, But well, I mean, it it was uh, Vicky Vale existed in the comics before this, right? Yeah, Vicky Vale existed in like what two comics up until that point? Uh, She was a character that she not only she's a character in the '40s. And she's also part of the second Batman serial from 49. Hmm. So she does, but she's one of those who took a long extended break from the comics. Right, right, right. Like initially in the initial drafts, she's Silver St. Cloud, who was the love interest in the, I want to say the Inglehart era of Batman. So early eighties. Sounds better. Yeah. To Wikipedia, right. John. So, <laughs> I'm looking up something else actually. That's about oh. to say, so it was easier and that Wait, way they can make her the- more generic. Are you looking up for the uh, Kim Basinger well, eight mile video? Narrate, nar- <laughs> I'll try to refocus. Dave. Narratively speaking, it's also if you make her a journalist, you get to kind of it's easy. It's very easy to uh, play the Lois Lane trope and like use the journalistic stuff to kind of investigate both Batman and Joker and Gotham, and it gives you some opportunities that um, uh, a female. Uh, she's not really a protagonist, but a side character with just a normal job gives you. You know. Right, right. Because there's a natural inquisitiveness with the character that that, that has the masking. Why? I think that Vicky Vale was nothing more than connective tissue in the movie. But I agree uh, with that. She's not given much to do other than other than right. help string scenes. Well, she together. helps. She helps flesh out the origin of Batman because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. goes and sees Bruce put the the roses on the on the on the ground and all that, and and then you have her connection to the Joker, who is then connected to Batman, and then there's like that little love triangle, if you want to call it that. And then we have our end scene in the movie, and yeah, she's all she's just connective tissue. That's yeah, all. you don't is. you don't really get to know much about her as a character. Mm-hmm. She merely exists as like you. I think connective tissue is a great way you described it. Like she's just there to yeah. to kind of link the movie together and bring yep. these characters together because she's hot. Really, I mean that's really the only reason. I mean, why. Know, Kim what do we know about her? She's a photographer. That that's the it. Loves her work and. Knox is the writer, so she's not even a writer. She's just a photographer. photographer. Yeah. Oh, and, and she's heavier than 108 pounds. <laughs> that is a great line. <laughs> that is a great line. Wait, a little more than 108. <laughs> I, 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 by the way, I just remember like Robert Wool, who plays Alexander Knox. Arliss. Um, yeah, he was yeah. in. He was in the CW Crisis on Infinite Earths. What? As, as, yeah, yes. a, as his character as Alexander Knox. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. I forgot about that, John. Nice call. What's he been doing between? I think he's got a podcast, actually. Oh, okay. I, I really sense. appreciate. I really appreciated the comedy that he put into it, though. Yeah, and I think it's if you've ever seen his act, like a stand-up act, you could tell a lot of he's he's improving a lot of stuff, and they're just keeping it because he's funny. 
Well, you I mean, know, it's he, like a lot of dark tones in Batman. Huge, huge. And he, mm, he, he does lift the scene a little yes. bit. Yes. You know, you know he he does a good job of something that Marvel would later use on is this, this idea of bringing levity to really serious situations. And the Knox character, the yeah, the Knox character really, you know, it kind of acts as us a little bit as the audience. You know, he's kind of cracking wise at this and like really kind of helps us ease into this super bizarre world. And I think it's a necessary character in this whole thing. I, I think, I think Robert Wool is kind of unsung in this movie. I really do. Yeah. I mean, he kind of acted in, in the very end when the gas is going off from the balloons, he had the right idea. Grab something, cover your face, grab a bat and fight everybody off because everybody's going to be crazed. Alexander yeah. Knox was pro mask before it was necessary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and one, one of the scenes that actually got me was during that balloon scene, Bob, the goon played by yeah. Tracy Walter, like right, Joker, please. just, yeah, give me a gun. Okay. Thanks. And just shoots the guy who's been like the most loyal to him the whole time. Bob gun. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Great scene. Yeah. I mean, and that's not something you like. Yeah, again, uh, 1989. Like, you know, I I I thought this was gonna be weird and wacky and 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 campy. Oh, it and was. It was In some places. Yeah, it, it very, is weird. Very little though. But it is weird and campy, but only because the stuff that's come after it has been so like super serious for so long, like, especially oh, yeah. in especially in Batman. So you look back on it, it feels a little campy. But in 1989. This was considered the serious take on Batman because, like John says, you're coming off Adam West. And everybody, a lot of people really expected Bing Bang Zoom, right? And there are people that were yeah. confused when that wasn't what we got. Yep. But it still holds up. I mean, it's still so. it's still better than well, it's still better than some of the stuff. I mean, hey, it's still better than the Russian family and 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 Flash laying on top of Wonder Woman. Like Yes, it's better it, than Justice League. It's just, it's just better than Joss Whedon stuff. It's better than yeah, I'll give you that. Better than Superman for the quest for peace. Oh well, yes. Which, Which would have been come the out last. Just before the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right before, two years before it. Two years before, it feels like it feels like a decade when watching these two movies back to back. Like it feels like a long time has passed between those two movies, and it's like it's only two years. Wow. What, Batman Returns or no? This one, uh, Superman Four, and this Batman movie. Oh, I'm, I'm way off. Yeah, eighty-seven and eighty-nine. Maybe yeah. maybe Warner Brothers had a lot more faith in Batman than Superman at that point. Warner Brothers did not. Warner Brothers didn't have it at that time. Remember, Warner Brothers didn't have like they had a distribution deal only with Superman at that point because the Salkins bought it in '74, and then Golden Globus bought it from the Salkins, and then Warner's like, "Give us this back, we can make money." And then they spent a lot of money developing Superman movies that never got made. Yep, a lot of money. A lot now, do you think, of money. Hundred million dollars. Do you think that the Batman 89 was heavily inspired by, say, Dark Knight Returns, kind of that darker? I do. I do. Specifically in like, you remember Dark Knight Returns? We have a lot of the talking heads, right? There's a lot of that in this movie, right? There's elements. It's not like taken from it, but you can tell there's some inspiration. Like, I don't think Frank Miller and Tim Burton would hang out well. Like, I don't think those are people that would like, I don't think they'd have like, yeah, I don't think they would like click. But I do think there's definitely some like tonal inspirations, from Dark Knight Returns, right? But that's like it. Like, I don't think they're like lifting anything from there. Not as much as you'd figure because Dark Knight Returns was like the Bible by 1989 standards. Like this feels more like, it feels more like it's inspired by the Denny O'Neill, Marshall Rogers, you know, Steve Englehart stuff to me. Yeah. There was, there was one other thing. Jerry Hall played Alicia yeah. in this. And I, I got the, the slightest hint of like, I wondered for a second if maybe this was maybe a slight inspiration for for Harley Quinn down the line somehow. 
I mean, she didn't do anything, but it was like, you know, just kind of a. I could see where you get psychic. that from. I mean, I mean, it, I know it isn't. I know it isn't, but it just it almost seems like maybe maybe it could have been. One could make the argument that she's a proto Harley. Yeah. Right. Because Harley doesn't come around till 92 in the cartoon with Paul Denny. So. Right. Maybe. Like, I don't think she, I don't think we got a, a female clown esque character aside from Joker's daughter in the comics before this. Like, I don't think anyone palled around with the Joker and that was like him prior to this. I don't. Wow. Sure. Let's say it. It was Paul Dini that came up with Harley. Yeah. Took inspiration from Sorkin's look to create Dr. Harleen Quinzel. So and hired and and Sorkin, but uh, Sorkin got hired to do the voice of Harley Quinn. So. Yeah, Arlene Sorkin. She was on my mom's favorite soap opera when I was growing up. Which one which was, was that? Days of Our Lives. Oh, that was my grandmother's jam too. Yeah, it was a jam, man. Marlena getting possessed. Mm. Dude, everyone goes back to that. It's a classic. Was, it was it's horrible, yeah. but it's memorable, man. And then nobody remembers she got repossessed. Oh, yeah. She I don't recall that because that might I might have been out at that point. But every summer. Fucking Stefano. Days of our life. Stefano Demera, man, the Phoenix. He would die and come back all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yes. Oh, like sends to the hourglass. Those were the days. Those were the days of our lives. <laughs> Shit's been on since like 1964. So, you know, it's like yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. Is it still but, on? But it's, but it's I think still so. doesn't have as many episodes as One Piece. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. probably right. <laughs> oh, that's weird, though. I don't think soap operas take breaks though. There's no no cut. no. There there's like they're like yeah. the new every night. There's something else. Yeah, you're right. Like soap operas. When I worked with you know John Ship, he was talking because he was on uh, Guiding Light, I believe, for a couple of years. One is ATM Emmys there, and he was talking about how like when you use soap operas, man, it's just a grind because that's why some act, some actors are either in it for like years, decades, or they do like two years and they're like, I'm out. This is yeah. not what I want. Because it's like, mm-hmm. he said it's the closest thing to having like a real job in acting. Gross. Yeah, that's what he did. That was his work. That was his, that was his thought too, you know? But a lot of people like that. A lot of, a lot of actors like that kind of, not a lot, but there's a handful of them that like that security or like people that work in production like the two because they're easy days. You know what you're going to do. You're in, you're out, you know? Well, that's because, that's why the the long timers and those soap operas they're all like family because they yeah. spend so much time together every single day. Yeah, like Alfred and Batman. Hmm. What'd you guys think of Michael Goff as Alfred here? He was good. Yeah, loved him. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I, they did more with him. We we seem yeah. we seem to be sliding into a, an Alfred that's like you know got Secret Service background and all this other stuff, but I like the just the the kindly old gentleman Alfred, you know. Right, yeah. but with I think the, with the quick wit, yeah, yeah. I think I think JD's right. They missed an opportunity to do more with between the two of them because uh, they have good movie. chemistry. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I like this. I was looking at them like I want. I want more of these guys. I think there's some character moments there. We kind of. I mean, like I don't know what's left in the cutting room floor. I don't know if I've ever seen any deleted scenes from this movie, but like I kind of wish. I kind of wish we had more of that. Yeah, they had they had great chemistry even in the the Taco Bell commercial. When Batman oh, like, God. I'll get, I'll get <laughs> was that Val Kilmer? That was Val Kilmer, I think. That was Val yeah. Kilmer, yeah. yeah. Well, even even they had good chemistry. I guess he, he can did. mess well with anybody. Whatever. He can. He's. I think he's all right with George Clooney too. And you know, Michael Goff is kind of one of the uh, the saving graces of those shitty films. You know, because he's oh my, oh my Batman good. VHS. There was a commercial before the movie, the Diet Coke one, right? That's the one. That's yeah. right. It's on the Batman VHS. Absolutely. Yep. Oh man, and Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles had a Pizza Hut commercial. It 
did. I, I, I play right. I, I play right know. field. It's important to know. You got to learn how to catch. You got to learn, learn how to throw. How to throw. That's why I play right field. Way out yeah. where the, the, the dandelions line. grow. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. Man, man, you watched a lot of Ninja Turtles, same as me. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, okay, check this out. And we're on screen, so I can show this. I reviewed the Ninja Turtles movie on WGN Radio in Chicago. And for that, I got this commemorative gold, uh, silver coin because of it. Nice. Keep it on my desk. That's nice. My first experience in broadcasting. I was 10 and very annoying. This might shock you, Dave. <laughs> you were very annoying? <laughs> yes, that was very annoying on the radio. You know, but yes, that was cool. No, that, that doesn't shock me. No, I didn't think it would. Yeah. Yeah, the, I remember the Batman VHS had this is what so my parents were a beta. We were a beta family growing up because I come from tech snobs and beta is the superior format or was the superior format, yeah. but it was dying. It was a dying thing by the late 80s. It was already, if not dead. My parents bought a VHS because Batman 89 was not coming out in beta. No. Ah. So they had we bought our first VHS player specifically to buy Batman 89. I remember I remember 2020 did a special the week before Batman. They did like a profile news piece on the Batman movie and I taped it and I must've watched it a hundred times that summer. I probably watched it twice a day, every day that summer. That, I got that, so, that sounds like a collusion between the, between the studio and big VHS, man. So I know you guys listening can't see this, but my boys here can. Okay. I'm going to show you where's my camera. Okay. Oh, yes. Got That's it. my Batman VHS. Look at the damage. You can oh, tell I, that is well loved. That is a well loved videotape, my yep. friend. And I got one here. Ninja Turtles cracked as all hell. Got that <laughs> same. I got that same exact thing in the basement these somewhere. Are, yeah, these are still at my parents' house. I'm gonna grab them and put them in a glass case somewhere. Yeah, there's watch- a. See, this is something I talk. I, I look at with my kid because he'll just watch stuff streaming now. And like, I joke that he doesn't understand what it's like to have to wait for things. And I told him like, back in the day, you had to wait a week to watch a show and he's like what you know he can't get that (laughs) so he'll never know the thrill of like getting a vhs tape when it comes out or like counting down and going to blockbuster and like seeing that video on the shelf or like not seeing it and you're like ah you gotta wait for them to return it like these are things i sound like an old man that (laughs) the kids today will never understand well well being an actual old man I can tell, tell you, us about, I can t- tell I, about silent films, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when Buster Keaton was a young I, man, I, I was it. in line to see Nosferatu. I've, I've got a, I've got a voice. <laughs> I got a voice for silent film and a face for radio. You no, know, the the back back when VHS came out, like that caused a huge resurgence in in, in you know in in the the movies because it, up until then, a movie once it went out of the theater, that was it. It was gone. TV, you know? if you're lucky, if you're luck, like terrible, like like big movies and terrible movies went to TV because if, the terrible were, things were cheap. Well, if you were lucky, there were only three channels. You know, that's true. You, 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 you'd see movie of the week, mm-hmm. and it'd be something from the from the fifties or forties. Godzilla, you know, all the the, the Japanese samurai Sentai stuff, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, crazy. VHS VHS created the importance of a back catalog, and it opened up everything. Like now, they're then they were making movies just for home video, which again we have now. That's basically the predecessor of streaming, yeah, right? They, you, they, they, no, I was saying there are movies that like were failures, but found an audience. Talking about Tim Burton, The Nightmare Before Christmas was a failure, and then it, yeah, and they found their audience on VHS, so it actually gave new life to so many movies. And the, the thing. The thing you say about back catalogs is true because 
up until then, there was no need for it. No. And if you had a bunch of, I, th- I th- if you had a bunch of cellulose that was lying around with bad, with old movies or, or stuff on it, you'd re they, the, they would reuse it. Right. That's so why they, there's a lot of missing Dr. Who episodes. They yeah. got taped over. That's a very, that's one of the biggest examples, but like there are probably movies we've never heard of and never will because they don't exist anymore because they, you know, they had, they had the, the originals and they, they wrote over them or for decades, they just threw them out for decades. They thought the, the, the Edison company's version of Frankenstein was lost because there's only a few produ- um, production stills and they found it. I want to say in like 2006, they found a complete like reel in someone's attic like like holy shit this is a lost film and there's like tons of movies like that that have been lost to time that people hope is just you know sitting in grandma and grandpa's closet or basement or something right right next to a new uh, right next to another copy of the declaration of independence yeah exactly (laughs) that's the thing about nosferatu nosferatu is 21 different private collector cuts pieced together for a complete movie that's Damn. interesting too because that movie's wow. not supposed that movie's not supposed to exist because it's a copyright violation. They completely rip off Dracula and the Stoker estate, which at the time still had the rights, they hadn't been public domain yet, sued the shit out of Murnau to make sure that didn't happen. So like everything that you see is like he's like 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 Ray says it's been put together. Like there's no like complete master print, original master print of Nosferatu. You know? That because they were a lot of them were destroyed. Like yeah, yeah, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Where, where was Batman? That's yeah. about to say. Vampires, bats, bat. same thing. We, we went around. We went right all the way around. Well, I mean, you were talking about old vampires. I thought that we were talking about Alfred, but apparently we are not. So, yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else to say on this. It's like, yeah. I, it I think was, it, holds, it holds up better, actually, than I expected it to this time around. I was yeah. better. I'm looking forward to next time we talk because I haven't seen Ret- I haven't seen Returns in a long time. And I know a pair of eyes. Turn off nope. the fan. Turn out the issues with the movie, though, looking back on it. I got to be honest, Dave, I'm too nostalgic for this movie, Dev. Like, it's hard for me to, it's hard. This movie kind of really, like, this movie kind of changed my life. Like, this is the, this is the reason why I kind of went into creative endeavors and stuff like that, because of the way this movie made me feel, right? Right. Without this movie, I don't read comics. Without this movie, I'm probably not as into geek culture stuff as I am. So, for me, it's got such a special place that it's hard for me. Is it flawed? Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I do, I do firmly believe that all art should be viewed in the time it was created, right? And it shouldn't be judged on what movies are in 2021. It should be judged for what it was in 1989. And at that point, it's pretty damn cool. So I think that uh, that's how it should be looked at. Some stuff comes off corny, but I mean, like Citizen Kane's a great movie, but some things don't come off you know, the same, like, I don't believe in the Shea Serrano thing that no good movies existed before 2000. So you're saying we can't watch Blazing Saddles and, and Couch in today? <laughs> I did not say that. In fact, I said nothing about Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles could not be done today, but, you know, still pretty funny. And so, you know, no, um, no, I'll say it. Blazing Saddles is funny. Yeah, no, it, it's you know? a little no, hysterical. Everything yeah. Brooks was. Yeah, there, every, there, everything. There, there's a lot of people doing reaction videos to Blazing Saddles now. Really? I could I yeah, could see I'm that be, because if you grew up today, like if you're 22, right, yeah, and you've never seen Mel Brooks and how daring and controversial it was in 1974, uh-huh. let alone 2021, like that's stuff that you just wouldn't you wouldn't do today. You couldn't be done today. It was amazing it was done back then, to be quite frank. Yeah. You know, it's a gutsy movie. I just had one question. Where did all all Joker's henchmen come from in the bell tower at the end? Paying them. 
No, no. Oh, who knows? Who cares? How did space. they? How did they get up there? Was the question because like you only see the three because, of them go up because the bell destroyed the stairs and uh, there was no way up. Is that what you're trying to get at? Uh huh. Yeah. Details. <sighs> Maybe yeah, I'm watching a movie. I'm watching a movie about a guy who dresses like a bat and fights crime. I know. Like, I know. Like that, that was so <laughs> unimportant to me. I know. I know. That was just was that was just the one thing I was just like, huh, as I was watching the movie. Maybe like, they I never already, thought about it before, you know. Maybe they were already up there when he called in the chopper and said, you know, pick me up in ten minutes. Maybe uh, they, sure. Maybe they, maybe they were lookouts. Yeah, you know, I'll go with. Let's go with that. that. It makes sense. Yeah. That's a high. It's the highest point in the city. Why not? Really, they do kind of establish that. There you go. They got to keep an eye out for the bat plane. The bat plane. The, the bat, bat plane. wing. That's what the toy was called. Bat wing. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. I'm calling it the bat plane. You know, that's like one of the most iconic shots ever. That was so cool in 1989. It's still pretty cool when he flies that bat wing right up to the moon. moon. Yeah. Makes the bat symbol. There's no reason for it other than it looked cool. <clears throat> well, okay. and 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 then there was the 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 Batmobile, which was Batmobile. It's still my favorite Batmobile. I love that Corvette. Well, it it was it was a tank. It it was built. It, I mean, it looked like Corvette. a tank. And and yeah, and it's Corvette. I mean, one of the, one of the best Batmobiles. So it, until. In my opinion, the tumbler because that is the kind Tumblr's of machine. Cool. That's the kind of machine you'd need as Batman to get over obstacles. That that the Batman eighty nine Batmobile, that wasn't getting over anything larger than a you know smaller than a pebble. Like that's designed for speed, man. Like I said, it's Corvette. It's meant to take turns. Eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand dollars. You can get a street ready Batmobile from eighty nine. Just saying. God, if I had the disposable income, I would waste it on something that stupid, and my wife would be so pissed at me. Except that grappling hook for getting around tight corners doesn't work because MythBusters actually did that, and it, it, it it's just there's too much torque. Yeah, neither does climbing up buildings in Batman Forever. Try to disprove that. <laughs> Again, it's a movie about a man who dresses like a bat and punches a clown. <laughs> I'm good. All right, I think that's enough on this wait, wait, topic. Wait, wait. One, question. Uh, One more question. One more question. Did you prefer the dark, gritty Gotham City, or did you like the the Schumacher neon lights, big statues, everything? Dark, this gritty. Is, this is a serious question. I'm Very a, serious. I, I way prefer the Dimbert. Yeah. The Anton first yeah, design. Thank you. thank you. Yeah. Okay. That that's the right tone for Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That art. It's an Art Deco nightmare. Was what I've, going I've for. never awesome. met one person that loved the neon look with the giant statues. And I only that. can think of one. Ooh, Joel, yeah. Joel Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, let's let's go wrap things up. Let's go around and get some recommendations for our audience. And Ray, you can plug the podcast one more time. So, Ray, get, start with you. Well, again, you can catch me on any podcast app that's out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you need, it's out there. You can catch me on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod, Instagram at Gorilla Brain Podcast. You can catch me on Twitch, 8BitRay, and what else did I say? Oh, yeah, YouTube, 8BitRay. That's another fun one. And then, yeah, so my recommendation this week is actually go back and play the original Resident Evil game, okay? It, it, it is so bad. It is so, the voice acting is so bad and campy that it's, it should be its own movie, and hmm. I absolutely adore it. And I'll play through the game just to hear the, the dumb dialogue and the bad voice acting, and it just makes my day. So if you're ever having a bad day, just go on YouTube and, you know, just look up Resident Evil voice acting and just have yourself a good day. Okay. John. <laughs> well, don't don't get into One Piece if you're going to do some anime. Um, 
God, you know, I have been so bad at having anything to actually, this is the other side of being an introvert is I really don't have a really interesting life to, you know, give me ideas for suggestions for people. Um, John recommends being interesting. Yeah. Uh, here, yeah. here, John, here's your recommendation. Mountain Dew ginger snapped. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I do. Have, thanks for, you gave me an idea. Yeah. If they, they, they re-released Ecto cooler for Ghostbusters. So if you can still go out and find any, go get it now. <laughs> no, that's cool. All right. Was that Jeez. the high C? Uh, was that high yeah, C? Yep, that was high yep, C. Yes. Yep. Ginger Snaps was a fun little horror movie of the early 2000s. Ginger Dead Man was another fun. Ginger Dead Man was also fun. Gary was with the insanity of Gary Busey. I will recommend the the first run on New Teen Titans with featuring the work of Marv Wolfman and the great George Perez. This is a book that really helped redefine DC in the modern era of comics and was the best thing DC was doing at the time. It rivaled the X-Men. So... New Teen Titans was, is a good book. There was a crossover with the X-Men there. There was it? a crossover with the X-Men written yeah, by Chris Claremont, drawn by Walt Simonson. It's freaking yeah. fantastic. It's the, it's my opinion, <laughs> the best of the DC Marvel crossover books. Oh, I love it. Dark side gets the Phoenix force. It's super awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> yes. Great call, Ray. Yeah. Read New Teen Titans. And then, yeah. Yeah. New Teen Titans, man. It's good stuff. All right. Cool. Well, I will recommend that you go to our website, SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page. Oh, my God. (laughs) And comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square. I will also recommend that you don't get COVID because your brain shuts down. But then the the real recommendation is to make sure you watch Batman Returns because... That's what we'll be talking about on next week's podcast. The best of the best. So until then, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.